Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Tasters, Stella Belafonte here, and I'm coming at you with episode 10 of another tasty top pick. Again, feeling good, proud of myself, and I am keeping it going. Again, today is a table for one. Reason being, it's cold outside. You know, we had a bit of a nor'easter blow through here this weekend, so a lot of my friends and loved ones decided to keep it close to home. I'm proud of myself because I actually went to work in this Nor'easter. Oh, I deserve a treat for this one. This past Saturday, um, the snow was blowing. It was blinding. And it ended up not being as bad as it could be, but it started off rough. Well, I went to work in that rough. No, I didn't drive because I'm not nuts. It was coming down. It was definitely past my ankles. And I trekked through the snow to my work site and actually ended up working some real overtime. And I got through it. I I wasn't real happy about it. You know, I can't say that I didn't feel pretty beat up in the end but I got it done and I guess that makes me a strong woman <laughs> okay well today's appetizer I'm selling on myself um at 40 something I'm still apparently very fertile because um my monthly has come through with a vengeance today is the third day so it's probably ending but for the last two days Um, I was really laid up after work with knees to chest, popping pills, drinking hot tea like a teenage girl, seeing her first flowers. Um, I still just can't believe that it's this heavy and this hard as old as I am. You know, you know, I've said over the years that I don't want children because that ship has passed me by. It's not something that I even consider, but I mean, who knows? Shit happens. I guess if I ain't careful, as heavy as my flow is, you might end up getting an invitation to a baby shower tasters. Look, another tasty topic. Having babies past 40. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Well, let's talk about today's appetizer. Um, I'm so greedy. I have to admit, I was in here uh, doing lots of snacks because I haven't my Instacart had been busy with work and I don't feel like going outside so I've been eating the remnants of leftovers in my home like low food experiments you know what I did today just a few minutes ago as a snack I made a waffle ice cream sandwich that's something I hadn't done in years now I don't know if any of you tasters are from New York City and you can remember Woolworth Woolworth was one of the first 
department stores that had a dining area. And one of their specialty desserts back in the days was waffles, hot waffles with ice cream in the middle. And I believe that Woolworth was my first experience with that as a little girl. And once I tasted that, it was a taste that I never forgot. And it's something that I put together every so often. So I had a container of Turkey Hill double chocolate espresso ice cream in here and two waffles in the box. I toasted my waffles, threw the ice cream in the middle, and it was so good. And I know you're probably thinking, who wants something like that when they cramping? Well, my cramps are almost over. And um, it was a delicious, tasty treat. And now I am serving up my tasty top pick. Today's subject matter, pick me, pick me. What's a pick me? Okay, let's talk about what brought us to this table. My friend Lawrence, who was actually supposed to be my guest for this week's Tasty Topic, and um, he wasn't able to, shared a video to me of a young woman on TikTok ranting and raving about women... Okay, first she posted a video. She was making fun of a young lady who had uh, put up a post about having to pay to get her own hair and nails done and how it makes her feel sad. It was cute. But according to the woman who was reviewing the video, homegirl was disgusting for it. And she came at this young lady with both guns blazing, honey. I mean, shined up, blazing, ready to go. And that's what brings us here. She was the ultimate pick me. She was making fun of this young woman wanting to be pampered by men. uh, Saying that men don't care about these types of things. Yeah, we're going to get into all of that. So let's take it to the beginning. What exactly is a pick-me? It's a term, when I tell you one of the most fitting terms I've heard to describe a a type, a a female aesthetic in a long time. I think I've been hearing the term for at least the past four years now. And it means exactly what it sounds like. Hey, pick-me, pick-me. I'm a good one. Hey, look at me over here. Forget her. Pick-me. Um... Pick-me's go against the traditional femininity grain. They feel that it is not a woman's job to be beautiful on a man's dime. It is actually a woman's job to make sure that a man is provided for. (laughs) That's the real definition of a pick-me. Build them up. Don't break him down. Be his rider. Provide for him. Cook his meals. Wash his clothes. Bathe his balls. Swallow his nut. And make sure that the world is ready for him. Even if he isn't ready for the world. That's what most pick-me's feel. You know, the basis of a pick-me is making sure that a man is well taken care of. 
I've seen it. I, I, you know, I, I think I might have had a few pick me tendencies in the past, but never to the extreme where I actually earned the label. Like I could never actually like wear a pick me T-shirt and have anyone believe me. It's never been that extreme. But uh, yeah, and also pick me's are on the attack again against women and their femininity. A lot of pick me's from what I see are natural. They are, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Let me first lay it down. I'm not talking about my beautiful natural sisters who make the choice to wear their natural hair, go makeup free, take care of their skin. Skin is soft like butter, drinking water and minding their business. That is not the woman that I'm talking about. I'm talking about these women who have let men generally, I would say a lot of hoteps. We'll talk about hoteps at another time. Um, or just, you know, these let men convince them that low maintenance is the way to go and that you don't need all that makeup and all them juries and all those lashes in order for me to love you, girl. I like you just the way you are. And what I've noticed with plenty pick me's, it's not that they're natural in my opinion and estimation, they're unkempt. Like the woman that my friend Lauren sent me in the video, she was disgusting. When she was one of those people that when she spoke, like the saliva gathered between her top row and bottom row of teeth. And I know what that comes from. You know, I got a background in dental assisting and just having good dental hygiene, period. Um, that's like a lot of fluid collected from not brushing properly. It was almost like watching a, a, a dog. You ever seen when a dog is drooling or when a dog is salivating and, and, and they bark and you, you see the little, the, 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 the fangs just dripping. That's how her teeth was as she was barking about how women need to cut the shit with getting sexy and buying lashes. You had to hear her talking about, um, I can go out and buy a pack of lashes for $1.99. I don't need to go get two and $300 lashes. Another thing that pick me's do, they love to um, tear women down about how much money they spend on themselves, you know, for their own beauty and cosmetic appeal. And I think it's it's awful. Like, who is any woman to tell another woman that the money that they spent is foolish and unnecessary because men aren't paying attention to that? And here's what I say to this pick me. Um, there are times when I don't take care of myself as far as my beauty regimen. There are times that I go without getting my eyebrows done. My lashes aren't always done or I don't have one mascara I'll neglect to get a manicure get some tips I'll go outside with a scarf on my head and you know what type of men I attract when I come out looking like that (laughs) just the type of men you would think I would attract the men who feel that low maintenance is the way the men who feel like your first date should be you know at a public park or at a coffee shop or in their home When you come outside looking like this and feeling proud about not taking care of yourself, it's my opinion that you are going to attract men 
who don't care about you taking your taking care of yourself. And they probably don't care very much about taking care of themselves either. I bet when they, you know, you go to their homes, probably smelling like smoke and cigarettes, bathroom probably smelling like piss. You know, men who attract are attracted to women who aren't kept up, those are usually the men when you go in their bathroom, the only thing in their medicine cabinet is a toothbrush, a toothpaste, a jar of Vaseline, and, and a do-rag. I mean... Not saying that the brother isn't clean, but if you're into men like that, so be it. I'm not into men like that. I'm into men who are into self-care. I like men who have spa days for themselves and get massages and pedicures. That, that's that's just me. But anyway, yeah, so the basic overall definition of a pick-me, again, is women who are on the attack against feminine women who take care of themselves and... Why do they pose a problem? I would say that they pose a problem because a lot of pick-me's are very loud. Loud and, and, and they stand so firm in their strength. I mean, they're loud on social media, loud in the streets, loud on posts. I got to be honest with you. Like when the Black Lives Matter movement started in 2020, you know, during all the unrest, all of those women that I saw on the front line, those are pick-me's. That is the true definition of a pick-me. In wartime, I don't care what the race, women have no business on the front line. It was never designed in any religious doctrine by any government or mandated under any laws that women be on the front line, again, during times of war or struggle or fighting. Pick-me's are the first women on the front line. You, you got two types of pick-me. The type that would be on the front line side by side with their men. Or the, ty- the, the type that actually take up arms to protect their men during wartime or during a fight. And I feel like women like that, they're scary because I wonder where do women like that come from? Like what brings on that type of behavior? What makes a woman, I I just wonder like at what age does a woman get up and say, you know what? It's not about feeling good about my femininity. It's not about being beautiful. What it is about is taking care of my man and making sure that these men are okay and showing a man how strong I am and how worthy I am. And another thing that pick can't seem to make clear or make sense, worthy of what? Of a man's body, of his penis, of his presence, because the things that I hear pick say, it's like, okay, if it's not a man's job to do anything and it's your job to do everything, what is a man good for outside of procreation and his penis? I've seen posts by pick me's that it is not a man's place to keep a woman's hair done, nails done, to pay her bills, to pay for dates, to, to do anything. It's actually just a man's job to exist while women worship them. That's what pick-me's believe. And again, I feel that pick-me's are a problem because they tend to try to make women feel bad 
about, you know, just like I said, being feminine and beautiful or just feel stupid for wanting certain nice things. And where does this behavior come from? I feel like we need to take it way back. I would say they're they're like groups that pick me's coming. Let's start with the first group, in my opinion. I feel like the worst group are the pick me's that were raised by single mothers because I believe that battle starts from birth. Angry single mothers who are uh, maybe shouting at you in the cradle. You got to get up. You got to pick your head up. You can do it on your own. I'm not holding this bottle for you. Listen, if you want to get fed, you, 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 you got to come on. I, I got clothes to wash. I, I got to go to work. If, if you need to get fed here, I'll pull my titty out and you do the rest. Like, is that where it comes from? And then there's another group. I've seen this too. The women who were raised by, you know, unfortunately, there are single fathers who do not have a support system. And a lot, you know what? I'm noticing that quite a few pick that I've seen or met in this lifetime, they were raised in families that were predominantly male or by single fathers. There was no real mother figure in the household and they were just raised with all of this strength and taught that it was a woman's job to take care of herself as well as protect the men and her family and it's really a a sad thing I believe it's really you know it's it's hurtful and it's a disservice to womanhood when you have women who are just raised in predominantly male households by men who are just winging it. Let me tell you something. I know a lot of women look at single fathers and, you know, we admire them. We clap for them. Oh, he's doing a good job. Ladies, if you happen to know single males who are raising young ladies, step in. I don't mean get all in his business and try to tell him how to do his job, but Just be there because there are a lot of single men out here doing it, be it fathers, grandfathers, or, you know, older brothers who are raising the girls in the family. And honestly, they're clueless. And a lot of times they raise these hard, rough women who do grow up to be pick-me's. What's the last set? Like I said, I feel like they come in categories. So we've got the pick-me's that were raised by single women. The pick that may have been raised in predominantly male households. Oh, the final category. I would say the 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 self-taught pick I don't know. Just this, you know, the same way we might as women decide today I'm gonna be vegan. You know, I'm gonna start experimenting experimenting with yoga. I, I want a fatter ass, so I'm going to just um, get my fitness on, and, and, and I'm going to post this, and I'm going to spread the word about it, and I'm going to tell everybody how to be better at this because I'm good at it. I really feel like that is the last and the worst category where no one taught these women this type of behavior, that they really just got up one day and said, you know what? In order for me to keep a man, these are probably the things I've been doing wrong. So I'm going to do this right. 
let me listen to this pick me because pick me you know they have lots of videos online and you know things for you to listen to and books to read let me read this pick me book about you know being natural and taking care of men and doing for myself and I'm just going to spread the word because you know men shouldn't have to worry about me getting my nails done a man shouldn't have to worry about taking me out on dates and vacations because life is hard and he needs me pick me pick me (laughs) and I I, I gotta say you know what I'm disgusted by it because I know that there are a lot of women out here who have been forced to take care of themselves but they can still be feminine through it that that is not a pick me a pick me has made the conscious choice or again been raised that it is a woman's job to just be here for the satisfaction of men and and it's awful so let's go back to this young lady that my friend Lauren sent to me so she was just a lot of her focus was on just cosmetics like you know women's beauty processes so she was talking about the lashes the nails the hair and what men aren't into and I always thought that was hilarious when women sit and talk about what men aren't into like who's a woman to say what a man isn't into I felt like that's all on the individual man I've never met two men or dated two men that were into the same exact things. I've had men that couldn't stand all of the, you know, the weaves and wigs and things and or what my grandfather would consider false attachments. Then I knew men who loved it. I was telling my friend Lawrence that I dated a man when I was younger who just loved everything about a woman as far as perfume, makeup, jewelry, down to the sound of a woman's bracelets clanging on her wrist. He said he used to just get a kick out of his mother getting dressed when he was younger, you know, to go to church or go on a date with his dad. It just, it it knocked him out. You know, like, damn, women really got it going on. And as he grew, it made him appreciate a woman's beauty. So, um, as far as being a pick me, that could never happen for me because I grew up in a very feminine household, not a, a, a woman dominated household, but feminine. I, I grew up around women who were really, you know, as they say, perfume, pretty done up makeup, not so much with the false hand and nails, but they, they were pretty women. They cared about things like that. Like, I'll tell anybody, my grandmother was so fine that she even got done up for funerals, honey. She taught me that you don't go to a funeral looking like doom and gloom. You put on your Sunday best black dress, your biggest hat, your most beautiful coat and you show up and you show out that is the way that you pay respects to your dead loved ones not pick me's I guess pick me's feel like well you know you can't bring back the dead anyway and just show up at funerals you know and all black and stressed out like I don't know like I know I'm probably running off on a tangent because I'm just trying to make sense of it And um, I'm going to give some examples of pick-me's who have come across, well, I've come across in my lifetime. Let's 
go as far as friendships. I remember when I was in my early 20s, I had a friend. We're going to call her Sylvia. And the only reason why we're going to call her Sylvia because Sylvia is very close to her actual name. And um, Sylvia and I are no longer friends. Before the term pick me was established, Sylvia was one of those women that I felt made it bad for women. And she was the epitome of a problematic pick me. Okay, to start, Sylvia was the type of woman that basically worshipped a man first and foremost just for the sake of his manhood. Because he existed and he had a penis, that's what already made him great. He's a man. Um, I watched her. Again, she was a, quite a bit older than me. She was about eight years older than me. So we'll call it 10. We're going to round that off to 10 years older than me. So she was my older friend. And I thought that with having an older homegirl, you know, older friend, that I would learn things from her, you know, on how to be a good girlfriend or take care of a man because she kept the man. But as our friendship progressed or regressed because we ended up not being friends because a lot of her bullshit, I see why she kept a lot of men around and not because they were so in love with her and because the situations were so great. It's because she was the ultimate pick me. I can remember nights where if I went to her home for dinner, and we were sitting up having girl talk and, you know, we, she'd cook and we'd eat and I would watch her put away portions of the fresh food. Let's just say, for instance, she was frying fish and making cornbread. She would separate batter and put fish to the side. And I remember asking her one night, Sylvia, why are you doing that? Like, you gonna, you gonna throw that stuff in the garbage? You gonna save it for tomorrow? And she would tell me, no, we'll, we'll call we'll call him James. Because, <laughs> I mean, she was really on her Florida Evans with this, this nigga. No, because um, James has to have his food hot when he comes in. Oh, yeah? Um, What time does James get home? I was just curious. Oh, he gets home after midnight. And I'm thinking about it. But you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, basically, when James got in the house after midnight, my friend Sylvia would get in the kitchen and start everything from scratch. She would pour the batter in the pan and put his portion of cornbread in the oven and turn on the grease and make his fish because she felt like his food had to be hot. James couldn't eat reheated leftovers. Now, if that ain't some pick-me shit for your ass. Um, let's talk about just illness, regular illness. You know, the common cold. I'm the type of woman, if I'm laying in the bed with a man and I hear him coughing in the middle of the night, especially in this climate that we live in, um, I'm going to turn my back to him, possibly sleep head to foot or get out the bed because I don't want to get sick. She was the first woman that I knew that told me that if she heard her man coughing in the middle of the night, it was her job to fight that cold. Who picked me? First of all, I didn't know that that was a job. I thought that was a doctor's job or, or um, Tylenol or Robitussin's job. But no, according to Sylvia, it was her job to fight that cold. 
So she made sure that she had a humidifier in the room. She would rub Vicks all over his chest, get up and make a pot of hot tea. And depending on the night, if she didn't have to get up early in the morning, she would actually make a pot of soup. If she had any ingredients, just get up and at 2, 3 in the morning, feed her James a pot of homemade chicken soup and um, rub him down with Vicks and make him a pot of tea while the humidifier was crackling in order to fight his cold. Pick me. Now, this is the problem that I have with my friend Sylvia. These are the things that she would do for men just because these men were not worthy. Um, She actually dealt with a lot of ain't shit niggas, but she felt that by being a pick me and doing these things that one day, These men would see her for the good woman that she was and that she would be rewarded for all of her pick-me greatness. Here's another thing that made her a pick-me. She was the queen of telling a woman what they should do to be there for a man in his times of strife. For example, at one point, I had um, reconnected with an old boyfriend from my past. I'm talking about my early teenage years, and I didn't know it at the time, but he had become an alcoholic, a terrible alcoholic, and I was ready to leave this motherfucker alone. He was embarrassing alcoholic. I'm talking about falling down, pass out, drunk in public places, crying on his knees about his past like I wasn't ready for this shit like what the fuck kind of mess is this we had just reconnected and this is the type of shit that this man was bringing to my life passing out and falling down and crying drunk well according to my pick me friend this wasn't his fault we all have our problems And as far as she's concerned, a real woman is able to help a man get through his drunken state and to recover from it. Because that is our job as women, to be there for our men. So let me tell you what Miss Pickney told me I needed to do for this drunk motherfucker. Okay, so we're going to go to calling her Pick Me Sylvia. <laughs> I like that better than just Sylvia. So Pick Me Sylvia, who again was close to 10 years older than me, advised that in my situation with my drunk, if I really loved him and I wanted to see him prosper, that I would um, find a detox for him, find a program for him to enter into me. This was my job to find a detox for this man. And when he started going to his meetings and they had nights that, you know, an alcoholic could bring a guest with them, that I should be there for him, that I should stand firm with him and be there for him on his side to help him recover past his alcoholism. This man was not my husband. This man was not a provider. He was someone who I'd just been dating. You know, we reconnected and we went out on two or three dates and he showed me 
his drunk ass on all two, three of those dates and I couldn't take it anymore. So while I, as a woman, as young as I was, I wasn't that young. I, I I probably was about, this is when our friendship was about to fall apart. I probably was about 31, 32 when I reconnected with this man. And this was her advice to me. Again, pick me. Okay, it gets better. Let's rewind to the beginning of our friendship. I started dating her neighbor, her beautiful, big dick Jamaican neighbor. Lord, they called him the Jamaican Denzel. (laughs) He was the Jamaican Denzel because um, when I got with him, he had just broke up with his baby mother. There was a tenant. He was living at home. Um, God rest his mother's beautiful soul. He was living in his mother's home and the mother had a tenant that she was renting out to that he was secretly fucking. And um, we all found out the hard way when his mother passed. And um, I somehow got caught in the middle of these things. So it wasn't a, I guess it's a triangle. It was three of them, one, two, three. No, it wasn't a love triangle. It was a love quadrangle. So me, the Jamaican Denzel, baby mother, and the tenant all ended up, everything came to a head after his mother died. Let's just say it, it all came out in the wash that he was actually fucking the tenant that was living in his mother's house. Um, he and his baby mother had long ago soured. It, it, it was crazy. Uh, when I tell you all kind of bullshit came out in, in this situation, it was nuts. Well, anyway, my friend picked me, Sylvia, lived upstairs from all of this madness at the time. And I was really going through it. I had never experienced no shit like this. It, it got to the point where um, Jamaican Denzel's baby mother wanted to be my ally. She wanted to get together and, and jump the tenant that he was secretly scoring. Never been through no shit like this. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to handle it. But again, Jamaican Denzel was fine as fuck and a nice body and a big old, big old dick. You know, it was like, oh, God. And, and, and this is when I was much younger. Now, this is at the beginning of me and Pick Me Sylvia's friendship. So anyway, Pick Me Sylvia was all the way in it, honey. You know what her advice to me was? Hold your corner and don't give up your man. That's what she told me. Hold your corner and don't give up your man because he is claiming you publicly while screwing her privately. So no matter what he's doing in private, you are the one that he is claiming. So don't let go of your man. And if you have to fight with this woman, so be it. I got your back. It was just the whole pick me militia. So it was supposed to be pick me, Sylvia, Jamaican Denzel's baby mama and me against this, this, poor uninformed woman whose brains that he was screwing out just like he was screwing minds out except he was doing it to her secretly but that was pick me Sylvia's advice um guard my corner and and hold on to my fucking man what kind of shit is that so um and you know what I gotta be honest I listened to her bad advice for quite a while I probably listened to that bad advice for the better part of a year dealing with this man until I just couldn't take it anymore and I had to separate myself from it it got to the point where I was allowing a real um Miss Celia Sugar Avery situation to happen 
Um, and, and it was happening to me. I was the sugar in the situation. He was treating the tenant in his mom's house like Miss Sealy. You know, from what I told that, you know, when I would leave, he was whooping on her and all this other shit. Oh, it was a mess. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I was caught up in something like that. But even worse is the fact that, again, I had a friend whose advice was that I should hold on to my man. Because he was claiming me publicly, publicly, forgive me, I'm stuttering, stumbling over my words. Look, I got so much passion about this situation because all of the memories are coming back. Like to this day, I still can't believe that I dealt with some shit like that, but I got out from under it. So one thing I can thank Pick Me Sylvia for is she made me very aware and very aware of women like herself what to do to avoid them, how to take their words with a grain of salt. Oh, it gets even better. Um, I had mentioned this boyfriend in a past episode that I dealt with a man who had an attitude problem. And he was actually, you know, really moody and hateful and nasty to everyone but me. And then when it finally did come down on me, he put his hands on me. And if you will recall, I mentioned that after this man put his hands on me, I let him go. He was no longer my man after that. Well, according to Pick Me Sylvia, if you could just let your man go after one altercation, one fight, as she called it, then you didn't really love him. How much could you really love a man if you would let him go after one fight? Again, the ultimate pick-me. Toxic, terrible shit. This is what I've learned in my life, how to handle pick-me's. You you know, you have to start um, implementing certain terms like, you know, the all the sayings. You got to keep an arsenal of them. Do you, sis? If you like it, I'll love it. That That's who you say that type of shit for. Not your real friends. When you see your real friends going through stuff and you see them in trouble and acting like pick-me's and tripping and falling over their own feet when it comes to love and relationships, mm-mm, that's not for them. But the pick-me's of the world, you don't argue with them. You don't try to battle with them. You just allow them to be out here in their... Um, carefree pick me world you know making fresh foods and plugging in humidifiers without makeup taking care of men standing on the front lines taking punches to the face to prove themselves just allow them to do it who am I to go against another woman's happiness but what I am not going to do is allow a pick me to tell me that what they've got going on is right while my way is incorrect because I'm the total opposite of a pick me. I'm a very feminine woman. I love all the frills. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, pick me was saying in the video that my friend Laura sent me. She was trying to separate what a man's job is 
how can I say it? Like men don't have any business doing all the frivolous things for us. If we are going to get our nails and hair done, that's our job. You know, if a man is a provider, then the only thing he should be doing is like the hard men stuff, like chopping down trees and, you know, burning wood for the fire and shit like that. You know, just real, um, big man type stuff, but no love, no romance. You know, it's not a woman, a man's job to bring you flowers or come home with beautiful gifts for you. You know, jewelry, maybe your favorite perfume. He shouldn't have to be making plans for vacations and dinner reservations. No, that, that, that's not a man's job, according to Pick Me. And, um, you know, again, you have to tell these women, if you like it, I love it because I can't live like that. It's not that I feel that anything is a man's job. But I do appreciate the beautiful things. I appreciate all the extras. I love flowers and I love gifts. Actually, um, I don't know if it's because I'm a tourist woman, but when I looked up my love languages, one of my love languages is um, gifts. What is it? Receiving gifts, material gifts. I've been that way for a very long time. I like nice things and I don't feel like it's wrong when men do these things for me. I love it when a man says, here, babe, here goes $150. Go get your, get your mani petty. you know, go get your lashes done. I see you walking around bare face. I know you want them lashes done. I do appreciate stuff like that. And I don't feel like it's wrong. So I guess in this world, you know, in conclusion, I have to say, um, you know, we just have to find balance between the pick me's and, and the feminine women. You know, we, we just have to choose to live together in harmony. So when you see your pick me sister in full town, a shop, right? With 10 bags in each hand, you know, full of groceries, big hungry jack meals for her man. Just smile and nod and wave at her as you go through the aisles to pick up your ice cream and cookies to go home and sit and eat with your feet up while you watch reruns of Living Single and Girlfriends, you know? pick don't have time for that type of frivolous activity, and that's fine. I'm not here to knock them, but I am here to tell them, sisters, I'm not with the shits. I'm not with the shits with your pick me ass. And honestly, I I, I gotta be real. I, I do wish that some of them would shut up because it, it becomes pandering. Now, when you talk about men um talking shit against other men, they call that pandering to women. Like who was that dude? Derek Derek Jackson. Oh, he was the world's biggest panderer. Everything that the black man did was wrong. Everything was the black man's fault and black women were gone and black women were earths and then you you we see how that turned out. I, is there a male version of a pygmy? Yeah, they call it pandering when it's a man. But um, yeah, it, it becomes pandering. You see these women, they're the first ones in comments. It's, it's gotten to the point where it's like a new thing on social media. Like all of the top pages put up a post from a pygmisha. You know, that that's another term for a pygmy. From these pygmishas once in a blue. It, it's, you know, hey, it's not a man's job to get a woman's hair done. 
a woman needs to be able to take care of herself. That'll be the post of the day. I don't know about y'all, but I could pay my own rent and bills. Like, I, we all can. <laughs> we all can pick me. But we all like to have a little extra, too. It's nothing wrong with help. Again, like I said, I don't know who raised these women. And I, I'm, I'm sorry for them because that's a rough life. Like they said, you sure picked a, 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 a rough road to walk down with that type of shit. And I don't want any parts of it. Well, anyway, God bless all the pick me's of the world. And um, I hope it, it works for you. But right now I'm going to get in here and I need to make a wax appointment. It, it's been a while. Honestly, and I'm... It's, it's, it's bushy and you know, it's cold outside. Then with all this COVID shit, you know, you, you, you don't want to lay up anywhere. Some places are requiring vaccines for anything. And again, I'm not vaccinated, not currently. And, um, I've let that stop a lot of my beauty routine. I can't tell you when the last time I've had my nails done. The last time I've had my feet done. I've got to get it together because I I don't want the type of men that this look attracts jumping on me. I mean, again, I got my babe and he just loves me through it all because he knows what I am when I am at my best, (laughs) you know, um, aesthetically. He, He knows me when I'm pretty. But right now, he's loving me while I'm off. But again, I'm not looking the way that I look because I feel like this is a good look for me. And that low maintenance is the way. I got to get my shit together. And today, we do have an email from a listener that gets me excited. And this listener says, you can call me L." Okay, L, how you doing? And it's spelled E-L-L-E. So that, that that's L as in um, the feminine, not L as in a man. Have you ever had a sexual experience that was so wild that you can't believe you did it? Have you ever had a sexual experience? Okay. Um, here's a t- tasty dessert for you, tasters. Yeah. In my younger years, I was dealing with this cat that was so sexually free. Ooh, this takes me back that um, we honestly could do it anywhere. Remember when 112 came out with that song, We Could Do It Anywhere? That was real. I can recall, oh, I'm telling on myself because this is a, 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 a real tasty dessert. Me and this man, we were so on fire for each other. And oh, he was a Gemini, which is weird. And just to let you know, you're going to hear me dropping a lot about astrology because I believe in it. Anybody who thinks that astrology is bullshit needs to go somewhere and sit down because there's there's a lot to it. But um, this man shocked me because he was a Gemini and we could literally do it anywhere. I mean, there were times in the heat of the summer we could be making out in the park and making out in the park would actually turn into an actual fuck session in the dark of night in the park. I remember laying up with this man. He was still living at home. We were very young, laying up in his bedroom all day one day until his dad knocked on the door like, okay, 
it, it, it's time for you to go home, young miss. And he was going to walk me home because I didn't live too far from him. And we barely made it down the stairs. We ended up in the hallway. We started making out in his stairwell, <laughs> almost getting it in in the hallway. Um, as he got me, like, walking home, he threw me up against somebody's wall, like, in somebody's gate, and just started ravishing me. I'm talking about, like, grabbing at my titties and tonguing me down, had me standing up, eating my pussy while I was standing up against a wall. And as I look back, when I tell you I could never do something like that again, but this man was wild and it was wonderful. And we were young. When I say this man, this young man, we were both very, very young, but he lived very close to me. And again, he lived walking distance from me. And we was just so into each other that we just couldn't like walk down the street without falling into some kind of sex be it kisses or hugs or actual outdoor fucking. Ooh, and it was wonderful. Ooh, those were the days. But yeah, but that that was one of my wildest sexual experiences that I can't believe happened. Well, anyway, thank you, Tasters, for listening today and joining me at my table for one. Again, if you have any topics you'd like me to explore, anything you'd like discussed, Please send all inquiries to Ms. Ironbox at gmail.com. That's M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. And thank you for joining me at my table. Stay safe, stay warm, and keep it tasty. <laughs>